Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest, Ani Rich. Ani is an author and life coach. She focuses on teaching people life tips and lessons on how to transform every area of their lives. So we're going to be talking about that, how she got into that and what she's been up to. Ani, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for letting me join you. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? I always I love that question, but it's always such a huge topic to talk about oneself because everyone's story is so huge. So I'm gonna just focus on how I got into life coaching and how I decided to become the person who helps other people. The story is pretty unusually usual. I got married pretty early. I got married when I was 19 years old. And at 20 years old, I was already at home at state mom. I was raising my toddler. And at that point, my life got lower and lower. And I lost my self-esteem. I moved into a different country in the US. I had no friends. And I hit my rock bottom. But... Rock bottom is a solid foundation and we always, always bounce back and life always makes sense backwards and looking back, I see that. But at that point, I was feeling like my life was over. I had no profession. I was just sitting with a toddler alone in this country. And I just decided to do something with my life and change my life because we usually never change our lives because we are so happy and we are enjoying it. We are changing our lives because we cannot physically afford to stay in that low state. So that's what happened to me too. And I finally decided to change something and I started to do yoga. I started to go back into shape after giving birth. And after it's a long story, but long story short, after starting yoga, then I did the teacher training. Then I did my second teacher training. Then I started my blog. Then after starting my blog and reconnecting to my childhood passion, which is writing, I decided to write a book. And after writing a book and completely removing entertainment from my life and just focusing on self-improvement, I changed so many things in my life. I healed so many childhood traumas that I had space in me to help other people. And I was doing it unconsciously. And for after so long and so many people telling me that I should start life coaching, that I would be a great life coach. People even brought their boyfriends to me because they felt so safe with me and they felt that whatever I had to say was helping them because I was helping myself first. But I finally decided to start life coaching. And that's how I got where I am with a very short (laughs) explanation of it. Well, speaking of life changes, you lived and traveled in a van with you, your husband, and your three-year-old child. How did you manage to do that, and what made you do that? 
That's such an interesting story. I remember we have moved a lot of times in the five years that, that we lived in the US. We moved in like few states and a lot of apartments. And I remember my husband was working at his job and he's an entrepreneur in his soul and he working for someone else was making him so miserable. And I was not very in, like fulfilled. I was, I was enjoying where I was living and I was making the best out of it, but my soul was not feeling fully content where I was. And I remember I was watching some video about Hawaii and at the time I lived in Kansas City and I just had this thought of what if I moved to Hawaii? That's how I had this thought about my book. What if I write a book? And then I actually wrote the book. And I texted my husband, let's quit your job and move to Hawaii. And he was like, that's an amazing idea. Let's do it. And in two months, we have sold all of our belongings. We, and we were in Hawaii. And we decided that we wanted to do something different with our life because we live once and life really goes fast when you look back. So we wanted to fully enjoy this life and not only just live, but experience it. So we decided to buy a van and travel with the van. And we lived in the van for eight months total. For five months, we lived in Hawaii and traveled around the island and then pandemic hit. And then we had to sell the van and we didn't want it to just stop. We wanted to travel more. Everyone was telling us that it was the worst time for the travel. But I always listened to my intuition and my gut feeling. And we sold the van and we moved to the mainland. And we bought another van and decided to do the U.S. tour, the rest of the U.S. tour. And we saw almost 30 states, 29 or 30 and we just traveled and lived in the van. It was a crazy, beautiful experience, but it, it was all worth it. Why do you feel that balance and alone time and community time is vital for a person to feel content? After living in a van for so long, I'm pretty sure there are people who live in a van for <laughs> way more. But for us, with a toddler, with a three-year-old, and he was two at the time when we started doing life, I think, I, we realized in this tiny space living, it is so important to have a space for a person because we had so many arguments, me and my husband, even though we were working on, on ourselves, we realized that having no space and literally having no space because we were living and sleeping and traveling in this tiny space, it just makes a person just disconnects us from ourselves because we need space and we need this silence for ourselves to understand ourselves and if we do not understand ourselves we just have no idea what's going in our lives and how can we understand other people or how can we create the life we desire if we do not understand ourselves you made the statement that healing inner child wounds can take a long time why do you feel that is the case? And what are some of the things people can do to support themselves while they're trying to heal inner child wounds? At first, <laughs> at 
I just laugh at myself. When I first started to heal my inner child wounds, I thought this would have been a year process and I would have let go of all of my childhood wounds and I would have been this superhuman in a year. And then life happens and you try and you try and you realize that life is cycle. It's just cyclical. And you just... <laughs> heal some wounds and another wounds come up and another and another and it just never ends because in our childhood we have we are being conditioned for so long with so many messages we cannot we cannot heal it we cannot fully heal it at all it just always comes up new thing and new thing and another and another and all we can do is to just slowly support ourselves and lo love ourselves by, as I said, understanding ourselves and learning more about ourselves with variety of techniques that I help people and I teach people. Some of them is like journaling, other is like talking to other people to understand yourself or who you are. There are so many ways to start healing your ch inner child, but you should never have in mind that you should never be like me to think that at a certain point you'll be fully healed. Some of the things is just accept that it will take as much as it takes because you are a unique individual. Your life is completely different than anyone else's life. And you should only compare your own self and your own life to your past self because that's just your life. You cannot, you cannot physically compare yourself to another because there is no one like you. So just have in mind that you, this is your unique life and it will take as much as you need. And you just have to give yourself as much love as you physically can. Speaking of love, in your own words, describe the meaning of self-love. So often we think that this self-love is this one thing we can do for ourselves externally. And as time goes by and... <laughs> As I try to understand how can I love myself better so I can love others more and fully, which is not always possible, I understood that self-love is completely internal. And self-love only starts by being connected to yourself and knowing yourself. And I have to note that I don't think that we can ever fully know ourselves because I have had many situations where I have said something or done something that even I surprised myself. So I think that I can only understand myself and I believe that I can understand myself and understand who I am not. So I can just create the life that is the best for me. And when I can do that, I can then give myself the love that I deserve. And self-love is when you make a mistake and you beat yourself up all night and all day, sometimes even years, Self-love is when you say that I made a mistake. I love myself. How can I not make this mistake again? Self-love is when you need to, this, this is the silliest example, but when you need to go and use the restroom to go and use the restroom, when you need to drink the water to drink the water, when you need your sleep to put away that phone and go to sleep. Sometimes even we want to wear something and we don't allow ourselves to wear it because we think we should wear a different thing. Self-love is so much more than putting a bath bomb in a 
shower. Self-love is something so much deeper. And it, I think that it starts with self-understanding and self-acceptance. What is the key of communication? The key of communication starts with understanding yourself. And I have mentioned understanding ourselves many times, and I will mention it many times because our lives is our perception. And however we see our world, that's how we attract and that's whatever we attract. So we cannot physically communicate if we have not communicated with ourselves. If we have not talked to ourselves, if we have not journaled or asked ourselves how we are, sometimes I just sit and I ask myself, Ani, how are you? And whatever comes up even surprises me because sometimes I think that I don't feel joyful and my answers are so joyful. Sometimes I think I'm feeling amazing and my answer is like, I'm feeling so tired. We talk to others so much more than we talk to ourselves. So the key to communication is to talk to ourselves and communicate to ourselves and then communicate to others the way they can understand. Not the way we want to talk to them, but the way they have the ability and capacity to understand. Got a couple of marriage and family questions for you. The first question <laughs> is, how do you raise kids to support their personal journey? At first, when I had a child, I thought he should be all the things I never was and all the things he, I want him to be. And then I had this child that was completely different from me and also so similar to me. And I understood early on I think he was 10 months old when I had this realization that, oh my God, I am not here to make him what I want him to be. And I am here to just give him what he needs to become who he's supposed to be in his own life. And children are not here for us. They come here through us to live their own lives and to become who they were meant to be. And we can just guide them and understand them. And also this is a good moment to say that parents cannot understand children if they have not healed their own inner child wounds. So if you want to raise a child, you have to raise yourself first. But if you want to raise your child the way he needs to, you have to understand his strengths, his weaknesses, and then create a safe environment for him to be safe, to, for him to be able to have that anger and vulnerability and tears and happiness. And then when you create the safe space for the child, the child will blossom and the child will become who he or she was meant to be. What do you feel are the key components of a great marriage? Great marriage. It's such a, we, we love labels. We human beings love these labels. We, we say good and bad. We say great marriage. I think every marriage is great where, the, where two or even if there are more people, I don't know. There are so many types of relationships and I support all of them. But I'm going to talk on traditional, about traditional marriages where two people, both of them, try their best. Even if they fail, if they have tried, I think it's a great marriage. Every marriage and every communication to another person teaches something about us because every relationship we have acts like a mirror for us. So the keys to great marriage is to both of the people in the relationship to do their own healing, to love themselves, 
to try to love others, to try to communicate the way the other person wants to be communicated, to love each other the way we want to be loved, not how we think we should love each other. And to always, always communicate and talk as much as possible and not to create these fake scenarios in our head and create these stories to ask a person instead of creating the story in your head what they might think about you to ask them what they think about you to then ask them how do they feel most loved and to just love that person and not try to control them and not try to impose all of your beliefs on them but see that person as an individual and try to support that person's individual journey but first you have to support yours because that's how it works. If you're not fulfilled, if your own cup is empty, if you don't feel peaceful, if you don't feel happy, if you're not supporting yourself, there is no way you have the capacity and the space within to do the same for another person. Give us some tips on living a more fulfill, fulfilling, joyful and content life. First of all, you have to understand what joy means to you, what fulfillment means to you, what happiness means to you. Happiness means completely different things for different people. Joy. Some people don't even like the word joy. We all have different perceptions and definitions and beliefs and thoughts about everything. So first of all, understand what is fulfillment for you. And then I even have a pleasure list. I have my pleasure list where I write all the things that brings me joy and happiness. I have the list that makes me happy, things that I do and things or people that I meet or talk to and do that makes me unhappy or gives me energy and drains my energy. This helps me to understand how I operate. And when I know what gives me energy and what drains my energy, I can create my life not always and not in everything, but the majority of my life I can create so that if I need eight hours of sleep, I will sleep eight hours. If I need meditation every night, I'm going to do my meditation. If my pleasure list, there is a chocolate, I'm going to make sure I eat a tiny part piece of chocolate every day. And I'm going to just create the life that brings me fulfillment and joy. And when you know your pleasure list, you can slowly implement those things in your life and you will be more content and fulfilled because majority of us do things that drain us. Look at toddlers, look at the kids. They get more and more energy as the day goes by. In adults, we are getting more and more drained as the day goes by because we do the stuff we don't like and they do these things that they enjoy. In doing whatever you enjoy and enjoying whatever you are doing because we are adults and we cannot always do what we enjoy but we can enjoy whatever we are doing will give us so much more energy and we will be so much fulfilled and there, this is such a huge topic and there are so many things you can do but this is what I want to talk what I want to say right now about that give us some tips on how to improve our current friendships and how to gain more friends as we go through life i love people i love friends and i love having friends and i was not always like that i always loved having friends but i was so anxious to talk to people and one day i realized that you know what all of those other people are as anxious and as afraid of rejection as you are and there is nothing nothing scary to talk to people 
nine out of 10 people will react on your, on your conversation or whatever you're telling them positively if you are focused on bringing the value. This is the key. When we want to find friends or attract more friends or manifest friends, we have to have our intention in mind and intention should always be to bring value. We cannot find friends or the quality friends if our intention is to just complain with them or drain their energy. And whatever we do to others, if we always take someone else's time, we will get the same in our life and other people will use our, misuse our time. So have an intention to bring the value to the people, tell them, and you don't have to lie. I don't like fake it until you make it. Just find that one genuine thing you like about that person. It, it might be their accessory of how they talk or what they do or what they wear and let them know and let them know that you want to be their friend. Look at the kids. They find someone in the playground and they are like, let's be friends. And if you don't want to just say that, let them know that you like their energy or you like the way they talk and you would love to have more deeper conversation with them or you would love to see them again. And when you are honest, when your intention is to bring value, people can feel that and you will attract more and more people in your life, quality people. If you yourself are quality, person because we attract what we are tell us about any projects that you're working on or any upcoming projects that you're going to be working on i have an exciting upcoming project i have casual usual one-on-one coachings i also offer embodiment yoga online classes but i have this new six-week one-on-one program coming up and I am very excited about that it is for women and it's it just magical it includes all the juicy stuff all the card readings angel card tarot cards all the goals all the juicy stuff that we women love and it will support so many women and it will it will be amazing and I love 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 doing this six week or 12 week long programs because I get to fully be with these people and I get to understand them fully and I can even bring more value to them when I understand them. Tell us about your book and tell us about your embodiment yoga classes. What are they? So uh, my book is called Back to Yourself and it is available on Amazon, both the Kindle version and the paperback version. And as I said, yoga teacher training is what brought me into all of these beautiful things. And I offer embodiment yoga classes. You can go to my website. It's anirich.com, A-N-I-R-I-C-H.com. And you can just find all the information there if you want to become more embodied. And it is not a workout. It is a way, a tool to reconnect to our bodies. And that's why it's called embodiment yoga. Are you on social media? Give out your social media links if you are. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram as Annie Rich Coaching. I also have a personal Instagram, which is Annie Good Vibe. You can follow me anywhere. You can connect to me. I would love to chat. I would love to have new friends and I would love to bring value as much as I possibly can. You have any final thoughts before we close it out? I would love to tell people that we are so hard on ourselves. 
we always, always, always focus on what we are not good at. We made, we put more time and effort on thinking that we are not good enough than to put that effort and energy into what we actually do and what we, our strengths are. Wherever you focus on, your energy will flow there. I would love to tell you that whoever is listening, that you truly are enough. There is no other way. You are enough. You are an amazing person. Sometimes your behavior might not be good. And I tell that to myself and to my son that I am a good person, but my behavior is not good at this time, but it does not define you. You can always, always change your life at any second and just love yourself more and accept yourself more and you are enough. Ladies and gentlemen, AnnieRich.com listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, and share this episode after listening. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Ani, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.